Queer Rights Sessions, QWS Podcast, in partnership with Blarney Books and Art in Port Ferry. I'm your host, Rob, aka RWR McDonald, and this is a Words and Nerds spin-off series. Thanks, Danny! I'm coming to you from the land of the Wurundjeri people, and I'd like to pay my respects to their elders past, present, and emerging. Each month, QWS Podcast will bring you reviews, shout-outs of LGBTIQA plus writers, and feature an interview with a queer writer from our rainbow communities. And now on with the show. Jordan Collins was born in Chicago, Illinois, and moved to Australia when they were eight years old. Their heritage is African-American, Greek-Australian, meaning that their skin is dark, their hair is curly, and they have spent a large part of their life feeling torn between cultures and expectations. Growing up, no matter where they found themselves or how they were doing, they could always find home and belonging in the pages of a book. Now they write to give other people like Jordan a little taste of the home they've made for themselves. Dorothy is Jordan's second picture book with Wear, illustrated by Phil Lesney, published in mid-2022 with Alan and and Dorothy is illustrated by Maya Yim and published by Penguin. Welcome to the show, Jordan. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, we're very excited to have you. And uh, we have a opening question that we ask all of our guests, which is how has your work influenced your identity? It's definitely a very interesting question because usually you get it the other way around, right? But mm. I, I like that question. Um, I think that my work that I get to do as a person who writes things and also occasionally draws things and that sort of thing is um, getting to explore different parts of my own identity uh, through the work that I do. So a lot of the slam poetry that I've always done has been specifically about like an issue that I was going through at the time and just kind of using words and language and metaphor in, in order to work through it. And so uh, is slam poetry something that you are still very much part of your life? I would say so. I don't um, necessarily write a lot of slam poetry in terms of like putting it down a lot of the time, but I do find that poetry is just kind of the way that I see the world and articulate the world for myself. So like if I see something, then often there's like a word or a phrase that'll come to mind and then that is that might become a poem at some point, but for the most part, it's just like, oh, there's a star like on my ceiling that's been painted over with landlord white, you know, and that's just, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. like a, that's the metaphor. It's right there. You understand the themes. That's a poem, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, I'll just introduce uh, our listeners to Dorothy, which has your absolutely uh, beautiful and lyrical prose in it and illustrated by uh, Maya Yim. Uh, the illustrations are breathtaking as well. So I think it's just such an, a beautiful collaboration. So that's Dorothy picture book. Um, so I'm just going to read the blurb from the Penguin website. Dorothy, a captivating and lyrical own voices picture book exploring homecoming, belonging and identity with exquisite illustrations capturing the essence of a journey of self-acceptance. 
Dorothy wears Doc Martens, clicking her toes together once, twice, three times, she whispers. A modern comparison to Dorothy's journey of finding home in The Wizard of Oz. Uh, congratulations, Jordan. It's absolutely beautiful. Um, how did the how did this book come about? Um, so it's a pretty kind of interesting story. So originally it was performed as a slam poem at the Poets Picnic. When I was in high school, we did like a slam poetry unit in class and I wrote a poem in class and then every year after that my teacher made me do poets picnic (laughs) so (laughs) she would make me go and um, write a poem every time and in one of the two of the performances that I did um, there was like a publisher who was there who then asked me if I wanted to turn the poem that I had made into a picture book and that's basically how that happened. (laughs) Wow yeah and and was that the same with where? Because where, I mean, if anyone hasn't um, uh, read where, get onto it. It's such a fantastic book. So, because I think where starts off with a, a picture from the picnic. Is that right? Yeah, that's correct. Um, yeah, Phil did the lovely illustrations for that one, um, and I, yeah, uh, they put some of their friends in the front as well, which was oh, quite cool. nice. Um, but yeah, so that was also one of the poems that I performed at Poets Picnic as well. I think I did, I want to say four, I think I did four poems. Yeah. So that, um, that teacher sounds uh, pretty incredible. They were, were they quite, um, almost like a mentor or support to get you into the writing world or would you? Yeah, Yeah, I'd say so. Mm. Mostly just um, pushing me a lot at the time to yeah. do things yeah. that as a grumpy teenager, I didn't want to do. <laughs> <you know? laughs> um, yeah, what? but uh, yeah, so the dedication in Ware um, to Christy Godby and Anna Buckley, those were my two English teachers that I had in yeah. high school because they were the ones that encouraged me to write, which is what they had me change the um, dedication to instead of uh, forcing me to write. <laughs> they that, that didn't sound quite as nice. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. And also kudos to you for, as a teenager in particular, you know, performing in front of people. Like that must have taken a lot of courage. Yeah, it was pretty, it was always very difficult. Every time I would go up, I would be shaking so terribly. Yeah. They had like this podium that you had to um, stand behind. And oh, I was always so grateful for that podium because I could put my paper on it and nobody oh, could yeah. see my knees buckling <laughs> <laughs> from just being so nervous. Uh, so is picture books, is this a a medium that you want to um, stay in? Because I think picture books seems to have, for a lot of um, listeners, you know, there's People who write picture books, I've got my first one coming out in September, so I get the 500-word kind of limit. But I I love that. I think having that constraint is quite exciting in a way because you really, you know, every word absolutely counts. Yeah, Um, for sure. So, yeah, so is it a space that you want to stay in? Because I know that, you know, I'm sure you've, you've heard it a lot in terms of people's thinking that picture books are easy to write and I think they and poetry are probably well poetry and then picture books probably are, the, <laughs> are some of the hardest things to write what's yeah what's your take on that yeah I think that I would certainly not be opposed to writing another picture book I think because of the way that I ended up in uh you know writing and becoming an author I think that that has made it 
a little bit of like it wasn't ever something that I considered with mm. the writing that I was doing. I was just writing a poem to perform it. Yes. Um, and so I haven't really written anything else for another picture book because I just I never thought that I was going to be writing picture books, if that right. makes sense. Yeah, no, no, it um, does. It does. Like is one of your projects uh, like a collection of poetry or what's sort of what's your next writing project? Yeah, I think maybe a collection of poetry. I've been thinking a lot lately about, because um, a lot of what I've written is really because poetry is my way of handling a lot of really big feelings and mm -hmm. trying to come to terms and understand things. I think yeah. um, I've started to write like a lot of different little pieces and tidbits of like stuff about gender identity and sexuality and stuff like that. And yeah. um, I think that that would be something that maybe if I wrote another picture book, I would want it to be about just about that processing of identity beyond just like ethnicity and growing up and that kind of thing. And more of a kind of, yeah, like queer story to give to children because yep. it's one of those things that as a queer kid, you always wish that you had, you know? <laughs> so, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And just, I think um, the, where we're at at the moment, culturally, I think, more resources like that and the more stories ways to educate parents as well as for kids to see themselves the the better really that sounds that sounds incredible mm -hmm. uh, another question that i've started to be asked which is great please listeners keep asking is <laughs> which i'm sure you've been asked a lot is about the relationship between your prose and the illustrator so for <laughs> for where and for Dorothy how how are they sort of similar or different the experiences do you get to collaborate and and talk to each other or how um so I think when I for where I think that there was a little bit more collaboration in terms of like I would be I was mostly very okay with pretty much anything that was happening but I think one of the main things with where was um that at one point Phil came to me with two ideas and they said, would you like me to kind of do this like sort of space adventure where, you know, you're going throughout the cosmos or would you yeah. like to maybe do that thing about like having these microaggressions that are kind of expanded into the sort of um, surrealist kind of thing. And yeah, I right. think I sent him back a message that just said, I want to go to space. <laughs> and, uh, and they said, I'm really glad that you said that because I had no idea how I was going to do the other idea. So. <laughs> oh, the space um, illustrations are just beautiful and where. Yeah. And... Yeah. They did a gorgeous job with all of that and with Dorothy as well with Mio. So um, usually the way that it would kind of work was that I would just receive emails like drafts of different um drawings and stuff and then I would give yeah. my feedback on them or like which ones I preferred so one of the things about Dorothy was in the earlier concepts of them the original kind of like drawing of the Dorothy character was more what's the word was more based around uh the actual like Dorothy from the Wizard of Oz oh, um right. yeah. so she had like the the little like shoes so like it still looked you know like a um little brown girl um but she had like the the shoes were like the shoes that she has at the Wizard of Oz um and I was like no she has to have the Doc Martens you yeah. have to give her the Doc Martens it's very <laughs> important <laughs> um so yeah that that um got changed very quickly but um most of my role in the illustrations was kind of just looking at things and going that looks amazing thank you <laughs> yeah 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 
and honestly, yeah, they're so beautiful. Like like I said, the the both books, um, you can just sort of dip in and out as well as you know, obviously um, read it all the way through. Because yeah, each page with your words and the the illustrations is yeah, you just want to frame each one actually. Uh. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got um Mio gave me so uh she came to the book lunch that we had for where and she gave me a framed drawing oh. from the from Dorothy that's just oh, I can see yeah. it right now from where I'm sitting. <laughs> it's oh, always watching yeah. me when I go to sleep. Oh, that's yeah. beautiful. Oh, fantastic. So what what is your hope for for Dorothy being out in the world? Um and I guess the same for for when you had where. I think my main hope is at this point just making other people feel a little bit less alone in that kind of searching for identity and also making them feel like it's okay to to not really have such clear-cut answers on those things because you know we're all we're all human and we're all people and we're very infinitely complex beings we're you know a bunch of tapioca pearls in a saline solution that's hallucinating hard enough that we invented calculus and like our experiences are so unusual you know because of that brilliant yeah Um, so I think that that's something that I kind of want to impart to especially like younger people that I wish that people maybe had done for me when I was younger as well um yeah that's that's my hope with Dorothy, uh, you know, I can just imagine a, a young kid who's, you know, has learned how to read. The story is so affirming and it's like a hug, really, and just letting them know uh, that they aren't alone. And I think you've done an incredible job with that. Thank you, Jordan. Thank you. Um, a question we ask all our guests is a writing question, which is around mm-hmm. any advice you have or top tips for for writers out there and and I guess we're we're you know emerging writers beginning writers I think probably my best piece of advice is just to write <laughs> and yeah. keep writing which is often the hardest thing I know for me personally I've never had like a schedule or a process or anything like that cuz writing is just something that I do but I think that that's equally as important and valid as people who set themselves like a certain amount of words that they do every day as long as you're getting something down if you have an idea putting it to paper or into the notes app on your phone or whatever you can do um I think that that's the most important thing about writing is just to actually write <laughs> mostly absolutely yeah and I, I love hearing that so is that your what you do if you're out and about and you know you have a word or a metaphor come to you do you put it in your notes on the phone yeah I just yeah. I just open up the notes app on my phone and I write it down before I had a phone back when I was in school I would yeah. carry like a sharpie with me and every time oh, I had really? an idea I would just write it on my arm oh, wow. <laughs> so I go to school just covered in like pen ink <laughs> from all these words I'd written on my hand <laughs> oh, I love that that's great and also on the show Jordan we have a shout out question and uh, would you like to shout out any LGBTIQA plus artists, books, art shows, organizations, social media accounts? Um, I think the main thing I would like to shout out is uh, specifically like to do with the tabletop role playing community and the amount of kind of good and interesting and diverse representation that they have given the queer community. Um, there's one particular book that's called Thirsty Sword Lesbians that I really appreciate by April Kit Walsh um, yeah. that I think is just 
a great exploration uh, for queer and non-queer people to enjoy and play around with. Yeah, that's that's my shout out. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that. Um, so we'll put that in our show notes for the episodes. Thank you. And now we have Joe from Blarney Books and Art in Port Ferry. Hello, Joe. Hello, Rob. How are you today? Very well, thank you. And what book do you have for us? Uh, well, we've just had a little trip to New Zealand. And while we are in New Zealand, um, we fell into a little bookshop. And the bookshop was called Lamp Light Books in Auckland. And shout out to them because they gave such a great recommendation in this book. This book is called Greta and Belden, Rebecca K. Riley. Excellent. Kiora Lamplight Books. So, <laughs> Greta and Belden, uh, Rebecca K. Riley, New Zealand author. She's from Auckland. She's actually of Māori descent. And, and this book is about uh, brother and sister. The brother and sister are uh, each gay. And the brother is missing a boyfriend uh, who used to be in Auckland, but is now in Buenos Aires. And um, Greta is trying to figure out her relationship with her tutor, I think, who's called Holly. And Greta and Veldon are both Moldy Russian Catalonian. Right. So they've got an interesting background themselves. And this is seriously one of the funniest novels I've read in my life. Oh, and as I was reading it, my partner kept saying to me that um, he's never heard me laugh so much. I've read a book before. So literally laugh out loud. Oh, brilliant. A family story? or Yeah, a family story. A bit of a romance, really, uh, I guess, but uh, humorous romance and a lot of social political commentary as well. So a lot yeah. about... Veldon is a TV presenter. He's an interesting character. He's a bit of an introvert, but he does do this TV show where he's dropped into places with a certain amount of money and has to spend that money in the place and report on them. And he was dropped into... Is it Waikato, where Hobbiton is? And he yep. refused to spend his money on Hobbiton. <laughs> <laughs> totally upset the producers. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of fun in there as well. Oh, and talks about the racism that Māori experience in New Zealand. And, yeah, it's just a really, really beautiful novel, and it's coming from the heart. So I fully recommend it. Brilliant. So that's Greta and Valden by Rebecca K. Riley. Thank you. Thank you very much. Kia ora, Joe. Kia And our closing question for you, Jordan Collins, is what is your hope for the LGBTIQA plus communities? I think my hope is probably as a community, not just wanting to be accepted, but also being accepting within ourselves and to the other people around us um, and not needing so badly to put ourselves into labels and boxes and things like that and understanding kind of the the way that we handle language and gender and all of those things um, and being more just kind of accepting of ourselves and each other is my hope. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank you, Jordan. So that's Dorothy out uh, by Penguin, uh, picture book by Jordan Collins, illustrated by Mio Yim. Thank you so much again, Jordan, for being on QWS Podcast. Okay, thank you so much for having me. 
Please check out our show notes on Words and Nerds, Blarney Books and Art, and rwrmcdonald.com for links, reviews, and the interview transcript. Until next time, this is QWS Podcast.